gas. It's Nasri. Can he go all the way here? Still Nasri. Looks for a shot Welcome back to this edition of Transatlantic Arsenal. My name's Liam. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to talk about the Spurs game coming up. Um, last last pod, we talked about what we thought the scoreline was going to be. Uh, I went with a 2-1 win with an inevitable Harry Kane penalty to concede. And Mike went with a 2-0 win. Um, for those of you that, that know Mike, um, he's usually pretty... Uh, conservative in his estimates of Arsenal. Uh, however, pretty smart though. Too. Yeah, don't know about that one. But two uh, nil was what you picked. Uh, like I said, I would not have expected that from you. I don't think last year you would have picked a two nil win at this point in this same fixture. Um, why? Why are you going with a two nil? What? What's got you so confident? Well, you know, I've been thinking. Uh, Obviously, been back many years. Um, for those of you that don't know, I was in the uh, the Park Lane end when we won five 0 at Tottenham in nineteen seventy eight, and I've kind of grown through that those Wenger years where we just beat Tottenham every time we played them. So it's been a little tough for me to respect Tottenham, but if you're not, you know, a complete partisan, kind of like don't look at the the real facts of soccer. Um, you got to respect Spurs over the last yeah, football, sorry. You don't you gotta respect Spurs over the last few years and they have definitely got better and I think we got worse. So answer to your question, <clears throat> I think um last year it was hard to see how we would stop Harry Kane. It was hard to see how we would win a midfield and it was hard to see how our defence would just cope with the everyday stuff that we've struggled with. So Win the midfield. What do you mean by that? And then well, does that correlate about to, to the defense? Yeah, it's dangerous to, for me to think. I know, but here's the thing. Yeah, you can we say can that see again. 50, 51 goals. Is that right? In the last two years, both last two years, years we conceded fifty-one both times. Okay, so I started thinking. You know, uh, we we conceded three at Liverpool. Fair enough. Um, but I was looking at how we played. And I truly think that we had two, you know, fairly sad moments from our central defender, um, David Luiz. And I like the guy, so I'm not going to condemn him for that. But is it is it all about the defence? And so where I've been going with this, and I'm going to go out on a limb because I know this isn't really, uh, um, you know, proven, but I think that, you know, as a blog we should, we should be putting things out there that uh, maybe we're trying to promote. So I'm promoting this. I think that we played with four midfielders in the last two games that have really worked hard to defensively to help our team shape and our formation. Grand Xhaka number one? Yeah, that's the problem. You know, Xhaka... <laughs> Jack is just, you know, I think against Burnley he wasn't there and, and I thought we did better and with him. I, I, look, let's be fair. I'm not going to say that we lost 
to Liverpool because Xhaka was on on the pitch. Uh, I think it was squirrely down to David Luiz, and I'm not, you know, again, I'm not looking to to scapegoat him, but he was pretty bad. Um, but let's take the Liverpool game out, right? You and I have both talked about this. You cannot use that game as a, you know, a yardstick or whatever you want to call it. I think it's difficult to to have played three games and take that game, you know, and put try and put it into the mix. So let's exclude that for a second. We're talking about Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I don't think Tottenham are anywhere near as good as Liverpool. I think City and Liverpool are on another planet, and then there's like Spurs, and I, and I really think hopefully we're going to be up with them this year. So I agree. So let's look at how we can beat Tottenham, and and first of all, not to concede. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So obviously you're thinking we're going to give away the Harry Kane penalty. I'm hoping we're not. But that being said, I feel like. And again, depending on who he plays, I feel like we actually have some guys that will fight in the midfield that will overcome Harry Winks and um, Moussa Nambele and, um, you know, tell me some of their other midfielders because I don't really know him. I'm not Tengai and Dumbele. Yeah, no, nah, and Dumbele I'm not sure about. So that's my wild card. I Is will he going to play? Do you know? Is he injured? He wasn't in the squad at all last week. Okay. So I, I'm hoping he's injured. I mean, I, I think he's actually probably pretty good. No. The I truth said, is, yeah, if, he's set if to we, miss North London Derby through injury. He what? He's set to miss it through injury. Oh, wow. That's a result for us. So breaking news on Transatlantic Arsenal. There you go. So I'm thinking, you know, like if we can play um, a little bit like we did against Liverpool, and I know. Everybody said, you know, we were terrible against them. I disagree. I, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that that we could take that same footprint that we played against Liverpool where we played four guys in midfield who are actually going to fight for the ball? Um, with the exception of Zaka, who actually, I'm, I'm going to give him his due. I think I've, we've talked about this back and forth. We're going to criticise him when he's bad. I don't think he had a bad game. So if 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 these other three guys are maybe bringing him along, I I don't think they're bringing him along. I don't think we're going to see anything different. Um, but at the same time, I don't think uh, the four four two is the way to go in this game. I don't think we should respect them as much as we should have respected Liverpool. Um, I, I don't think that that's necessary to answer your question. Well, I think what I'm saying is I'm perming three from five, and I'd really like to perm three from four, which would be, as you know, Genduzzi, Ceballos, Torreira and Willock, but mm-hmm. we're going to obviously have to include Xhaka because the manager mm-hmm. is an international coach, and you know we're a couple of hacks. So uh, I'm going to let's just take the five and say you know um, three from five. Um, even with Xhaka, we have a chance. Three from five without Xhaka, I think I think we do. I think we do well. I think we're going to be a, a so. Why three? Does that fit your formation? What's what's your formation? Well, because as you said, I, I think we can attack them a little more. Um, I think we can pin their fullbacks back a little more. Uh, you got what Walker Peters and is Rose fit? Yeah, I think they're both fit. Okay, so Walker Walker Peters, you know, I'd give him a six out of ten. I think uh, uh, Danny Rose is is stronger going forward. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really see. Unlike so, Liverpool, where I don't think Spurs have got a front three that will just annihilate us. So give me uh, your formation and your players. What are you, uh, you going to go with that? Well, yeah, that's a tough one though because I don't know what Unai is going to do. So here's my preferred formation: four-three-three, uh, where you play. Um, probably going with the been. big dogs up front, all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Pepe, Lacazette. And a, and a Bamiang. And then we're going to play, you know, Willock to me is the first guy on the team sheet right now. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Ganduzi Torreira, um, where you maybe play Ganduzi Torreira kind of in front of defense with Willock in the middle. Um, I don't know about Sabias. I think maybe we start, start a little bit more. Um, I don't know. And maybe we're at home, so we should take the game to them. I mean, Three out of those four. I, I, I don't know. You, what do you think? With Willock, I think, Ganduzi, I mean, Torreira, and, and Ceballos. I think, I think I'm playing Ceballos. I think he's, he's going to run enough. I think he's got enough defensive ability to him. Uh, so I'm just going to go, you know, you've got the back five set in stone. Um, and then you know, I'm going to play a 4-2-3-1. My two are going to be... I agree with you. Willock needs to be in the team no matter what. That's number one. So Willock's going to be one of the two. And then I'm going to have Ganduzi or Torreira as the defensive midfielder. And that just uh, depends on uh, Unai's preference. I mean, who does he want to be the defensive mid? Because, you know, you play Ganduzi there uh, against Burnley, which I, I hadn't really thought of him as a defensive mid up until that point. So Torreira Ganduzi for that second central midfield spot. And then the one on in front of them is going to be Ceballos for me. And then you've got your front three. Um, that's- All right. So, so are we in agreement that Unai is now starting to look at the other team, whereas Arsenal never did, right? So I mean, now, yeah, that was pretty evident. So how, how big is it if Arsenal doesn't play? And how big is it more importantly if – if uh, Ericsson doesn't play. So do we play a little bit of a different team if Ericsson doesn't play? Because honestly, without Ericsson, I don't, I don't break them very much. I don't think they're that good. I think I you're think at home. I think um, I don't think Unai is going to set up to see what they're going to do. I think he thinks we're better. I think he thinks we're at home. And I think he's just ready to take it to him. But does he, does he have reason to think we're better? I mean, he's the one watching us every day. You know, all right, so, watched us perform so, against them the last right, let, Let's let's look game. at it this way. If Ericsson's playing, do we play differently than if he's not? I can't really answer that. I, I if I'm being completely honest, don't even know what they look like with Ericsson versus without Ericsson. In terms of I think they're better, I agree with you there, but I don't know how that changes the setup. Well, I think it just means that that he finds those spaces that yeah, between the the back four in the midfield, he finds those spaces there. Without him, I just don't see them finding. I mean, I know Dembele can't do that. Um, I don't think Lamella is consistent enough in that role. Uh, but Ericsson, when he, when he does get possession in that in between... So what does that back, change for you? It, it, it means that we really put a guy that's truly a deep line midfielder and, and just say, hey, sit. Uh, I think you've I'm, got to. I think... I think so. Who's the guy? You, you got to pick one. Uh, I'm at this point going with Torreira. 
I'm picking him. He's our defensive mid. I think that's why he was bought. I don't think he's good enough to be in the team if he's not a defensive midfielder. I think Willock and Ganduzi are better at distributing the ball, moving it around, and then just running, being a box-to-box midfielder. I don't think he has any role in this team in the starting 11 in any other way than the defensive. I I completely agree with you. So let's qualify that for those people that don't really know what we're talking about. Um, So I think Ganduzi's got this really good art of of, uh, bringing an opponent in and then either turning just at the last second and moving away from him with the ball or distributing the ball. Agreed? Yeah, I think Willock does the same, if not better. And and plus he's got that explosive power, right, where he can just run past people with the ball, right? Yep. And then we've got Sabios who's got all kinds of skill. So so that's, I think, what we're talking about here is like, do we take the game to them and use midfielders that can actually break their lines and move – their lines, you know, through their lines and then give our front three, who I think are probably as good as anybody in, in the country, maybe, you know, even in football right now, um, to, to you know, create and, and, and win us the game. So, but but I, I, that's kind of what my question is. And, and, you know, we've got to do a preview for AA as well on the Tottenham game. And and I think it's it's a massive difference on A, who... who Unai is going to pick and then B, who's playing for them? And I think Unai is going to look at that. Do you not think so? Is, I mean, is he going to pick I his team he... based on who they who's playing for them or is he just going to pick his team based on the fact that we're home and we're going to take the game to them? I think the formation in the team sheet is set in stone, kind of regardless of who's playing. How he tells those players to, to work, I think depends on who's playing. You know, I think maybe if he thinks that Ericsson's dangerous and he'll tell you, you know what, Ceballos, you need to you need to sit a little deeper than you might want to. Pepe, you've got to defend, you know. Which I- is what he said against Liverpool, right? And then we got slammed for Ceballos not playing a little bit more up, up the field, right? But, I, but this that's isn't what you heard? This isn't Liverpool. So I, I get that. So I agree. I think you could say that. To Ceballos. But I just I'm just telling you that, you know, we're looking at the overall public and saying people are just slamming us for playing four deep midfielders against Liverpool. Well, if you put Ceballos in in a three man attack, which is, you know, Pepe, uh Yang and Lacquer. Well, here's the thing, right? Is do you think Liverpool gave a single crap about what we did? I absolutely do, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think it, it changed the game, so. but I, I but I think it just... affected their their efficiency because I don't think they had very much success from winning the flanks. Agreed, but I don't think that chose. I don't think Klopp changed anything going into it. He may not have known what Uno was going to do, but <clears> at the end of the day, I think if you've got a front four of Ceballos, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe, if you're Tottenham, you got to be very careful. Um, and if you're Arsenal, you may not have to defend as much as you may think if you've got those four. Oh, so right, that, perf- that perfectly leads to the point we were going to talk about. And so let's just give it a couple of minutes. I don't want to be too long, but here we go. So we were talking about, you know, like Tottenham are going to respect us, right? Because we got these four phenomenal players. Let's give Sabios phenomenal status, right? Because I think he's looking pretty okay. good. So we're thinking, oh yeah, Spurs are going to they're going to worry about. It. So 
historically, here's what's happened. And I'm going to give Iwobi a little bit of a, you know, like a status that he probably doesn't deserve. But but we have Ozil, well, well respected, and I think fairly well feared, right? Mm-hmm. And a combination of, say, Mkhitaryan and Iwobi that, that are going to hurt you if, if you're not careful with them, right? So last season you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about last season, season before. So mm-hmm. we, and, and we done the statistic, we talked about this too, but yeah, Mkhitaryan, Xhaka, Ozil, Wobi as a midfield four with Aubameyang and Lacazette is a pretty scary front line, right? It's a front six that you would think would hurt you. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is we've had is that teams have realized that we've got no defensive skills in that set. There's six guys that none of them can defend. None yep. of them can make a tackle. Yeah. And so and so I think you theoretically could be right, but I think what gives us the edge is Sabias can work a little bit more defensively. And so now we'd have a front four of you know those four that we talked about with two or three guys and Sabios who are willing to and able to maybe make a defensive difference. So yeah. Uh, and that, and that's you know historically the the problem we've had, and I, I'm going to be the first to admit this. I couldn't see that back in the day when we lined up with Mkhitaryan, Zaka Özil, Wobi with the Bamiang and Lacazette up front. I couldn't see how pathetically bad we would be at defending, but other teams did. So yeah, it's a pretty strong front six. Give them the ball, let them come onto you. But you know what? If we don't score. Which obviously you're not going to score every time you go forward. When they transition and break on us, we're pretty much done because now we've got four defenders and a goalkeeper there that are going to, you know, have to deal with five or six guys breaking on them, plus some, you know, pretty good forwards. And and Looking I think well that's last we, season, yeah, and and okay. the season before. So 51 goals, 51 goals. Was it because we had a terrible defence? You know, I'm not a big fan of Mustafi. Um, I never thought that Kalasnash uh, has been a really good, particularly good defender. Even honestly, even give Bellerin a bunch of stick over the years. But now I'm starting to look back and I'm thinking, if you had that six in front of you, Mkhitaryan, Jacka, Ozil, Iwobi, the Bamiang, Lacazette, even stick Torreira in the mix, um, are you worried about as a, as a team? You know that playing us. Are you worried about us? Being able to defend the break? Yeah, I mean, I I think you might be selling yourself a little bit short. Um, maybe you hadn't looked at it that closely, but I'm I'm sure you you picked up that, you know, we're lacking here athletically. I think that's something you and I talked about a ton. I mean, we are severely lacking athletically if you remove Willick and Ganduzi and Sabayas from our, our midfield. Yeah, but there's only been this year, right? So what? So we're really where I'm kind of going with this is, look, if you got instead of Xhaka, and I'm not dissing the guy, okay, I'm trying not to diss the guy, but instead of Xhaka, you got a um, uh, Fernandinho or you've got a Kante, okay? Then even if you got those five attacking players with that one anchor guy, you've got a much better chance of being able to maybe break mm-hmm. up a... A, a counter-attack. So, <clears throat> so this is why I got a 2 new scoreline. I think this is where we started this conversation going and, and where I'm coming with it is 
we've finally found some people in the midfield that might be able to defend a break. We've got a couple of good defenders, and I don't care if it's Luis or Chambers. I think Socrates now is starting to benefit from seeing a midfield in front of him that can help him. And obviously, yeah. you know, we've got two second-twice fullbacks. I don't care who they are. And I still think that we can hold up Harry Kane because even with Kane and Song, we got four against two. I like our odds. As long as you haven't got midfield runners like Ericsson, Lamella, Ndombele, uh, Dembele, all those guys that uh, – Sissoko, sorry, not Dembele, uh, Sissoko – that are going to run past our guys and we're not gonna, they're not going to get picked up. So that's kind of why I'm saying I, I like our formation and I like our, our, our chances of holding them because defensively I think we're going to do better. And then attacking-wise, obviously – uh, Pepe's an upgrade on Iwobi. Love Iwobi. Nice Arsenal kid. Been with us since he was 11. But he ain't Pepe. And then, obviously, yeah. if you can take Mkhitaryan and Ojal out and you can substitute him with Willock and either or, you know, I'm hoping Sabahis plays, but I'm not 100% sure that's going to happen. Um, but if he does, uh, and then, you know, Gunduzi and Torreira. So those, those four, they're my staple for the season. I really hope none of them get injured. Um, and then, like, a front three are just sick. So, yeah, yeah. I like it. So, and, you know, you, you mentioned Socrates. He could benefit. He's been looking good. And Pepe, um, you mentioned he's an upgrade on Iwobi. Um, That kind of leads in to my thoughts on the whole Wall Street thing, you know. So, in transition here into stock up, stock down. Um, who have you got? For me, I'm going to take the easy way out. I'm going to go with Pepe. He's got to be stock up, right? Yeah, absolutely. No arguments. I, I watched that whole game. Uh, he looked phenomenal. Um, one thing I, I critiqued him for two weeks ago, one thing that kind of worries me is his, his defensive effort, and I don't think we expected anything from him last week defensively. Although, though, when they shifted it across, he did look like he was, he was putting it about, but it's pretty easy to just run around up front. Not easy, but it's easy to just get away with it, it bypassing you. However, in this week's game, um, that is one thing I, I am a little bit worried about. Um, but with that being said, that's not the point of this segment. Stock up, Pepe. Um, that's, that's what I'm taking. You got one? Well, I mean, I'm going to 100% agree with Pepe, and I'm, I am going to tell you, if we do play 4-3-3, and you, you know, you've got to believe that any manager – in any team, if they play three up front instead of four four two, that they need their three to work really hard to pressure yeah. the ball and to you know, so. I mean, to be fair to Pepe and the Bamiang, you know, against Liverpool playing a four four two, it was going to be hard for them to pressure the ball. So yeah, I and think, that was kind of what I was getting at. It's yeah. like it, it really didn't matter. But right. so Danny uh, Rose goes forward. That's one thing I'm going to be a little bit worried about. It's not so much the pressing. I think he's capable there. It's when he's got to run backwards. Because as you know, it, it's a lot hard. You know, you can press if the ball's in front of you. But it's when you've got to go back is when you know, it takes a little bit of discipline, a little bit of cur- or, you know, drive to go do it. So, Well, it. again, for those people that don't know us, you know, you've played a lot of football and a decent level. And I played a lot of football, not such a decent level, but I played a lot of it. <laughs> And the, the truth is, is that, you know, when your teammates are in there tackling, running back. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that's true. Uh, Pepe's going to feel that. I think he's going to he's going to. I respond. hope so. 
So anyway, um, but yeah, answer to your question, uh, stock up would be Pepe, no doubt. Um, stock up, I still think Willick. I don't, I just don't see a weakness in the guy's game. You know, Is that the very... next shirt you're going to get? <laughs> no, because I don't want to jinx him. Yeah, uh, well, poor old Jack Wiltshire didn't realize I got his shirt and he was done. But well, we've yeah. had some good luck recently, right? I mean, I had the Van Persie jersey for like eight years. Mm-hmm. I then, had. Uh, uh, I had Wilshire. I had Fabregas. Uh, Fabregas. Well, he was. Fabregas right. was probably the best yeah, in the bunch. Uh, you had a Vermont shirt. He lasted a year after I got that yeah. one. That was yeah, good. So, so no, uh, I'm definitely not going to do that to poor little Joe. But <laughs> no, um, you know, Willick. I just can't see a weakness in the guy's game yet. Uh, yeah, experience, inexperience, and that's the thing. If you watch him and you see how little experience he has and how young he is. And you're watching him go up against this European champions. Man, I thought he equipped himself greatly. So Willock definitely stock up. Uh, David Luiz. Oh no, we're doing stock up, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, actually, you laugh, and, and he was obviously at, at fault. But uh, I will look at his partner, which is ironic in the three-one kind of hammering uh, stock. Socrates. I'll give him an honorable mention for his stock up because I thought. I thought he was really, really good. Um, I don't remember him being anywhere at fault for any of the goals. I watched the extended highlights again today. and Every time Robertson or Alexander-Arnold put a ball in, him and Louise, at least in that first half, were really good at, at getting, the, getting the clearances. And then he had three or four fantastic sliding blocks. Um, so I'm just going to yeah. give him a quick little Even plug there. Even at 3 down, right? They were doing yeah. it. Which I thought was impressive, and that was a good thing to see. Yeah, and so yeah, I did tweet out that um, that I thought that that we were actually the better team for forty minutes. I know I'm going to get a lot of stick for that, but but chances created, proper chances created for forty minutes, we were the better team. Yeah, unarguable. Uh, All right, so, so stock down. Um, I you know we, I didn't really have anyone, but I. I can understand the Louise logic. I mean, it, you can't really play much worse than he did. And I know I mentioned last week that it's just like a, it's a week by week thing. Um, so based on that, you got to put Louise in there, right? Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Uh, and then I think you also got to put Ceballos in there. Now, the reason I want to say that, Ceballos has had a great game against Stoke Light, okay? And then he's got, he's gone against Liverpool and I and I think, and I'm arguing against myself, but I'm giving you the devil's advocate scenario, which is Premier League is tough. You know, he didn't know what he was in for. He played a quality team. First of all, yes, he did play a quality team. Second of all, Anfield away. Third of all, I do truly think he was asked to do a role that is not particularly comfortable for him, and he, he gave it his best. So, you know, in the in the very short term, in a way, you know, a stock goes up and down. I think you could give a Sabahis a stock down just because I think now he's got something to prove again. Agree? Yeah, no, I'd agree because, yeah. you know, I, I guess that is what stock is, you know. It, it right. went up 100% after the, the Stoke game. Right. Um, but at this point, maybe it's gone down 30% or 50% right. or 70 right. and, and so we're talking about that. I think he's got a little work to do. You know what the, the really great thing is? I think he's going to be just absolutely up for it against Spurs. Yeah. I think they may feel the backlash. And again, I'm willing to put stick my neck out and say, 
I think Sabios is going to be a superstar in this game if he plays. And again, you know, maybe Emery doesn't think he's ready. Emery may may have a different opinion, but oh, yeah. God, I hope he plays because I think he's got that fire. In I him. think he's going to play. I don't know why you're worried about that. I think okay. you got to be more worried about. Well, just because if we do play three up front, then we can only pick three midfielders, and he's going to pick Xhaka. So that yeah. means that we've only got two out of those four. That's kind of my theory on that. But. I'd be surprised if he leaves Willock out, and I kind of mentioned Ganduzi there. I think Ganduzi's got a spot. He seems to love him, but I can't see him not playing Ceballos. I mean, the last time then, he was on but that then field, he was saying he's not on the pitch. And I'm not sure that I agree. Well, what I'm saying is I, I think he might not play Willock, which is just crazy too. So it, it's clear that Jack is the one that doesn't have the role. To you and me. I mean, either if you tell me Ganduzi's not going to get in the game, I'm going to say that's wrong. And if I tell you Willock's not going to get in the game, you're going to say that's wrong. So I guess that's why you're going with Sabias, but I'm going to tell you that that's wrong. I just, and who's left? Xhaka. So, you know, we're going to. Uh, well, uh, so let's go lineups then. Well, I gave you mine. All right. What well, are mine is going to be? I'm going to tell him. I'm going to. I had no Xhaka to everyone that's wondering what I. I got, I got Xhaka. So I'm taking Xhaka over Ganduzi. Then your lineup, the same thing. Okay. 4 3 3 with, I'm going to say Xhaka, Willock, and Ceballos. And, and I'm telling you, I, 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 I do think that he's going to play Ceballos. I think if he, if he takes the easy way or the conventional route out and just like decides to play a slightly defensive uh, formation, he, he will leave Ceballos out and put Willock in. You know, and I can understand that, especially with the, the front three that he's got. I just think that'd be a bit of a shame. But anyways, stock up. Pepe for me. I stole that one. So Mike went uh, with Willock. I gave Socrates an honorable mention. Uh, stock down. You know, uh, we had Louise in there and Ceballos. Uh, if we forgot anyone for either of those two things, let us know. Comment. Um, well, Pepe Yang didn't exactly cover himself in glory. So, yeah, and, and on the you know the term stock down, I mean his stock might have been down a little bit, but we're gonna leave that one because you know it's a tough game, isolated up front against the European champions. Yeah, but let's be honest, you gave him a lot of stick for missing that chance, and you know I've looked at it a few times, and I I don't think it was the easiest, but I do think that you know number one priority there is get it on target. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of said. And if he scores, you know, let, let's look at the other way. If he scores. You know, stock up it's through the roof, right? Yeah. So, but anyway. all right. Um, freezing hot takes. You ready? Mm-hmm. First one. Selling Monreal could cost us around seven points this season. What do you think? Mm, if Kalasinac plays in his place, it's possible. If I mean, yeah, Todd, keep in mind, we got some good news, I guess, today, yeah, that injury report. From Tierney? Uh, Tierney's you know, supposed to be looking good and potentially back in training mid to, mid-September, late late September. But that's a whole month, you know? Uh, before I answer the question, is there anybody else that can play left back? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, Kalasnich looks to be the, the left back. It just seems very strange that we'd let Nacho go if Kalasnach is our only option. But uh, well, yeah, Thompson guy played for us in 
preseason. No, he's gone. I yeah, think. I know, but he's gone. So, yeah. that's all right. So, thing. what about this? Uh, I, I could probably say uh, yes. I agree. If we agree that maybe he could have cost us a point on Saturday because when he needed to cover Luis, he just didn't have the pace. And I'm not saying anybody much could have caught uh, Salah when he's flying, but Tierney might have had a chance. And Colasso is just quicker than Monreal, so it's up to mm-hmm. you. You're, you got it. What do you think? Scale 1 to 10. Is that a good take, bad take? I love Nacho. No, I, that's a bad take. I, I don't think you can hold him responsible with seven points. Absolutely not. If no, he, no, no, no. Selling so him. If he leaves, it's going to cost seven points? Yeah. Yeah, I could see having that. having Kalasnich playing for us between yeah, the I could month, see that two months. I could see that, even though, like I said, you may you may say we could be a couple of points behind, but uh, yeah, I think Kalasnich out there would have made no difference. So yeah, no, I'm going to say uh, no. Nah, I think I think uh, I, well, sorry, yes, I do agree. Uh, I think it could cost us a few points. I'm not going to say seven, but we could, I can definitely see us losing some points to like a six out of ten. Hmm. I'm going to go right in the middle, five out of ten. All right. It's possible, it's not probable. All right. Ready for the next one? Yes. That was pretty bad on my part. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I'm not sure about it. It's, it's kind of a tough one. It is. It's definitely not simple, especially as it's very quantitative. But next one Pepe. He will score 15 plus goals this season in the Premier League. I'd love to say yes, but his finish against Liverpool was just dismal. Um, so let's I mean, give him. You do let's remember give him, he, he's running from left season. to right. Uh, uh, if you've seen his highlights, he scored those goals with his eyes closed. That's why so. they're highlights. Yeah, but I think he choked. I really do. So, so <laughs> here's my answer to your question: How many? How many goals? Fifteen plus. Okay, so I think he's going to get fifteen goals. In Two thirds of the season. Oh no! I think he's going to get he's going to get twelve goals in the last two thirds of the season because I think he's missed quite a few at the beginning. While he, but well, this is in the Premier League. Yeah, in the Premier League. So, okay, is he going to score 50, uh, 12 goals in what's half of two thirds of twenty six, twenty five games? I'm going to say no. I'm going to give it a, a four because I think he's going to still end up with a slow start. Gets a hat trick against Spurs. I'm going to be the happiest wrong person ever. <laughs> but I'm going to. So I'm going to say no. I think this year is going to. It's going to take him a little while to get up to speed. Uh, I think there's a few better keepers in the uh, Premier League as well than the uh, French league. Yeah, so that's I'm, gonna, I'm going to say. I'm going to say that's less likely than likely. I'm going to give it a four. All right. Final freezing hot take. Unai Emery signed a two-year, a three-year deal, a two plus one. So he had two years and then a club option for one more year at the end. Year one is over. We're in year two. With that said, Unai Emery will not be the Arsenal manager next season. Unai Emery will be the manager of Arsenal when we win the Champions League in 2022. So that's a... a that's a nine. That's a one. A one? Oh, my bad. 
So one. Unai Emery will not be the Arsenal manager yeah, next season. That that one. You completely disagree. Let's go with the one. He's going to be our manager for the next five or six years. Okay. Well, Mike's had a few drinks. Mike's an Emery guy, um, but we'll see. I haven't had a few drinks. I I really truly would have said that any day, any time. <laughs> I like the guy. I think he's still finding his feet as far as players. And now, ask me in. 15 games of the season and Jacques is still playing the same and he's still picking him, I might change. So we're in game three. I think he's I think he's got to be a little bit conservative. You know, we, right. talked to, we talked about the whole can you just change the entire team, the Cronkies and changing the Wenger whole thing. I think he's had to go to this a little bit, you know, a little bit pedestrian. But he's starting to stamp his, his authority on the team and his style and I think Jacker will be gone fairly soon. Nah, I'm not so confident. I will say, I, I mean, these are, these are takes I've come up with. I don't believe all of them. I believe part of some of them, and I believe some of them. However, I don't really agree with the last two. I don't think Pepe's going to get 15-plus, um, and I don't believe Emery will not be the man. I think he so will be the manager So what's your number for Emery? I mean, I go one, because at this point, I'm, I'm a... Happy man, I'm very confident that we will make the top four. And I think that was the, you know, the disclaimer on the the th- third year. You know, you know, you, we're going to give you two. If you make the Champions League in the first two years, you're having your third. Uh, so that's that's my take on it. Right. I think you're right. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. You pick 2-0. I pick 2-1. Who's going to score our goals? I'm going to say Ceballos and Lacazette. All right. I'm going to go very plain here. I'm going to go with Lacazette and Aubameyang. Uh, I like the, the Ceballos shout. A little bit interesting, a little bit different. Um, and a Harry Kane penalty, right? Yeah, no. I mean, that's just that's guaranteed, 100%, no doubt about it. Who's uh, the ref, you know? I don't know. Mike Dean was with Tottenham last weekend, so I doubt he's the, he's the ref this week. Well, if he is, he's going to have to cover his Spurs shirt up under his uh, uniform. Yeah. So, well, they did lose last weekend. Yeah, but he wasn't the ref. He was. So. That's what I just got finished saying. Oh, he was? Yes. Against Newcastle? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he's yeah. a Man U fan. Anyone knows that. But he's an anti-Arsenal fan, really. So... Yeah, he must have a soft spot for Newcastle. All right, so, um, so, uh, one last thing I've got to ask you. And what um, is that? I know you, you kind of pick your team front three. Are we going? So, I thought we talked about this earlier and we didn't, we weren't talking 4 3 3. What were you talking about? What do you mean? For the uh, formation against Spurs. Yeah, I said 4 3 3. I thought you were four, talking about like four, two, three, three, one. It's just same kind of thing. It's different. And it's probably a four, three, three because the with, two guys with, up front. With who in the midfield? Ceballos, Ganduzi, and Torreira. No, Ceballos, Willock, and Torreira. Wow, that would, that would be awesome, but that's never going to happen. You know that, right? Uh, I don't think. 
I don't think I'm going to get my no jack wish. Yeah, if that's what you're getting at. Okay. So that's what you want, not what you think. That is what I want and what I think. I have no idea. I think you and I have beat, beat that one up enough. Uh, I don't think we know what he's going to do because he's put the Jacka thing in there and we don't know what to do with that. We're confused. All right. Well, um, one last thing I want to mention on the podcast. Did you know that um, Barry went out, out of business today? Yeah. Did Bolton? Uh, they're close. Yeah. So for those of you out there who don't know who those teams are, I think Barry have been in football for 126 years and Bolton, I think, were one of the first uh, members of the football league. Um, you know, Shout it's kind of sad to see this stuff going on when guys like Sanchez are making 380000 a week. Uh, but anyway, that's another story for another podcast. So, yeah, the, the um, Bolton one actually hits home the most for me. Um, like I said, I was about to shout out Stuart Holden, uh, Jack Wilshire, and uh, Rob Holding. They're all yeah. little Bolton boys. Among others. I been, watched, I watched them when I was really young, when they were a Premier League staple. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate. They cost us a title, actually. Did they? Yeah, they, they drew one one of us. Probably 2000, 2000, 2002, three. Yeah, Freddie Lundberg scored and then they equalized and they were, I don't know, it was a sad game. Anyway, it sounds sad. Yeah. But as the old Jeremy Clarkson says, on that bombshell, mm-hmm. we're going to So okay. be sure to, you know, reach out to us on Twitter as usual. Click the subscribe button on iTunes if that's where you're listening. Um, same on Spotify or where else, wherever else. Um, thanks, guys. And All right. Good night. Good night.